Someone was speaking with me this week and insinuating that the 8 a.m. service would kind of be like batting practice and that the, the second service would get the best sermon because I would have had time to practice. So I was going to show them that that wasn't the case because I want to provide something really good for the 8 a.m. service. So I got up this morning about 530 and had a pot of coffee and got myself real energized and drank a bunch of water to preserve the voice. So forgive me if I can't stand still while I speak today and forgive me if you see me shoot up the aisle for the invitation song. There will be an elder here to greet you, I promise. Um, This morning at 8 a.m. was an exciting time. It was an exciting time because in seeing the folks that that came about 50 in number to worship this morning meant that, again, we would have 50 opportunities to invite more people to come and to learn about Jesus and to become a part, hopefully one day, of God's family. And that's what the entire discussion, the the entire decision to have two services is truly all about. It's truly all about creating space for kingdom growth. And that's important, church. It's important. So thank you so much for your support, the encouragement, uh, and, and, and look for ways that you can help with that. The biggest way is look at your neighbors, look at your friends, and invite them to come to church on Sunday. It's an exciting time. There is so much power to change and have lasting effect within our futures if we dream and if we imagine. So much power. When we fail to dream and imagine, we fail to tap into one of the tools God gives us to make change. Examples of this are documented in Scripture and in historical events that many of us are familiar with. This morning, I want to focus on an event that you'll find in Genesis, the 37th chapter. So turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 37. And we're going to look at the story of that. I know you're going to be most of you will be familiar with. It's the story of Joseph and his dreams. You know, um, here we find the story of the 11th son of Jacob. And Joseph experiences dreams which lead him to understand that through uh, through his life, God would bless the Israelites, the whole entire nation. And the whole entire nation would come to honor Joseph and be indebted to Joseph. That, in fact, God would protect the seed of David, which was the seed of the Messiah, through Joseph and the things that would happen in his life. Because there would be a great famine that would come across the land and many of the land would die and perish. But by the happenings of Joseph's life, the seed of the Messiah would be protected from this famine. Now, Joseph has these dreams that God delivers to him. And in these dreams, there's some powerful visions that he shares to his brother and his family. This is how the text reads. Let's begin in verse five. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain and out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while 
while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do not do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream. And he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. And when he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Your mother and I and your brothers will actually come and bow down to the ground before you. His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. The vision casted by Joseph's dreams, it it, it seemed to give Joseph the possibility of of power and prosperity in the future. However, this vision was not shared by Joseph and the rest of his family, or at least the excitement of these dreams weren't appreciated by Joseph's vision of the future. So Joseph's brothers sell him off into slavery and they create a lie to tell his parents. They create this lie that said that Joseph was 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 beaten and taken. His life was taken by a beast. And Joseph enters into 13 years of slavery to Pharaoh, being sold off by his own brothers. Later, to be given to Potiphar by Pharaoh in slavery and to have Potiphar's wife accuse Joseph of, of molesting her. And then Joseph being thrown into the royal dungeon. So for 13 years, this is the life that Joseph lives. Hardly seems attached to the dreams that God had given him back in the fields with his parents. At this point, then as the, as the text moves forward, God demonstrates that what we're capable of through him think for just a moment what Joseph must be thinking. Boy, that that wasn't that dream wasn't at all true, because this sure isn't how my life is shaking out. But look what happens, look what God does. If you read this text all the way through chapter 50 of Genesis, what we see is that Pharaoh calls Joseph to come and interpret some of his dreams. And Pharaoh is so impressed with Joseph's wisdom and Joseph's abilities, that Pharaoh puts Joseph as head second in command over his whole kingdom. So when the famine struck, who do you suppose was looked after in the famine? Joseph and his family. They were protected. Their lives were kept intact. And thus God protected the seed of David which would be eventually to see the Messiah. See, our our dreams, our ability to dream and our ability to have imagination and stick with it and know what God's plan for us is. It gives God the ability to make that a launching pad to do awesome things. Is there anything more awesome that you can think of than saving the spiritual, the spirituality of the world? Because that's what was done here. God does awesome things with those who dream. This story came to mind as I considered the view God wishes for us to have entering into the new year as a a church, as a church family. 
It seems most folks can look behind them and see their year in review more or less in 2020, right? They say hindsight is fill in the blank. 2020. It seems most folks can close their eyes and reflect on the past. We talked about this Wednesday night in our devotional time. We had some people share some wonderful testimony of how God's blessed them in this past year, reflecting on the previous year. Most news agencies, sports channels and entertainment providers all provide a year in review. In fact, I pulled one up for us to watch here this morning just briefly. Maybe you're familiar with Garmin. And specifically a Garmin product, those cameras that they put on their heads and they follow around everything that's going on. You may have seen one of those in the World Series this year. There were a couple of players that at the conclusion of the game would have their, I guess they call them GoPros or whatever, but they they were taking pictures. Garmin put together their favorite videos from these for 2015. Please turn the sound down just a little bit as this video is rather loud. Speed, intense speed makes me sick. But I have lived through an 0-9 football season. And what I will tell you this is it takes imagination and it takes dream to stick with it when you're 1-5. It takes dream and imagination to come up with some of those things and put it on a bucket list. Like jumping off a cliff with a parachute. Or flying an airplane at extreme speeds through an obstacle. 
that takes extreme imagination and extreme dreams. Now, here's what I ask us this morning to tie into that illustration is what if we spiritually dream extreme? What if we spiritually have imaginations tied to the Holy Spirit to allow God to use our imagination and our dreams as a platform to do awesome things? Because that's that's the challenge that I think God has for us in this next year. God gave us the gift of dreaming. And the lesson we learned from the text that we read is that we can't give up on our imagination and on the ability that God gave for us to dream and to be blessed with. Look, whether you're coming out of a year in review that looks like that Garmin video where everything's just awesome, and I highly doubt that. But if that's your year in review, then that's awesome. But try to find the place that God was involved in that and use that as as a leaping as leaping ground for the next year. Or maybe just maybe you're like me and your year in review looks more like Joseph's experience. Maybe maybe your years in review has more to do with Joseph's experience of of lies and slavery and deceit and discouragement and imprisonment. But I still want you to look back and see God's presence. To see God at work. You know, that is our ability to move forward. It's God's ability to to lock into something in our lives that can move us forward. This is demonstrated in Ephesians chapter 3. Turn in your Bibles. Paul writes a prayer to the church in Ephesus that I want to share with us this morning. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to read together verses 14 and 14 through 21. Now, what this text is, is God's God's talking to the church in Ephesus and he's explaining to them how even a man like him can be called to share the gospel and specifically his calling to share the gospel with the Gentiles. Because there's a lot of ways, church, that this would have been a difficult thing for people to accept knowing Paul's life in review. And so to to kind of cut off some discouragement and to encourage the church in Ephesus, he writes these words. For this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through the spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Paul prays that we remember that things we imagine, or in some translations that word imagine is translated dream, is used to become the launching pad for God to do something awesome. And to do something awesome through us, through me, and through you. If we can close our eyes and imagine being free from that sin, relieved of that financial debt, at peace with our brothers and sisters, 
at peace with our our neighbors and our friends. If we can imagine or dream that we can be happy in that job, we can be excited and happy and strengthened by that marriage. Then it's a launching pad for God to put in place his glory, his grace in all of those aspects of our life. But if we can't even imagine or dream that it's going to be difficult for God to get busy with us in those ways. The ceiling for God's ability to do great things within our dreams and imagination lies within us being filled with His Holy Spirit. You want to know what great things God can do? Then you begin every day to strengthen the Holy Spirit by which God gave you when you were baptized. You want a new start for 2016? If you're not a Christian today, fill yourself with the gift of of God's Holy Spirit. Submit to Him in baptism. Give your life to God and then begin to feed that Spirit and you allow Him to use your dreams and your imagination as a launching pad to go into this world and do awesome things. Church, if we begin to think spiritually, we begin to work spiritually, we begin to dream and imagine spiritually, think of what God can do with this church, in this community, and in this world. We have to dream and we have to imagine and we have to believe. My prayer this morning is this sermon would serve to encourage each of us not to be stuck in our year in review or years in review. My hope today is that each one of us have the ability to close our eyes, to dream and imagine what can be accomplished through us in this coming year. Church, we can't afford, brothers and sisters, we can't afford to get stuck in the past. We can't afford for our dreams and imagination to be to be blotted out by things of the past. Yes, the year in review is important. Learn lessons from that. But don't allow yourselves to get captured in that. Instead, look forward with the Holy Spirit. Dream big. Imagine great. And then let's go out and get busy with God and busy with His Spirit. And let's grow His kingdom. Because if we do, if we dream that way and we imagine that way, God is going to do more than we can imagine. God is going to do more then we can possibly dream. And we're going to sit back and we're going to be in awe of God. And worship will be unlike any experience that we've ever had. I share this last illustration with you. It comes from August 28, 1963. Turn it up, please. So even though... We face the difficulties of today and tomorrow. I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the Red Hills of Georgia, the 
sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. One of the most important, one of the greatest speeches in American history was Dr. Martin Luther King explaining his vision of what our country, what our world may one day be like, what God was capable of doing through mankind if mankind was willing to dream and imagine. Sunday is still one of the most segregated days in our country. But if you look around our church, we're making strides. Oh, church, we haven't done enough. We haven't worked hard enough. But we have to continue to work. In my life, I know that Dr. King's dream is being worked out in a real way because I know I come from a family with a very strong southern influence. And yet their first generation grandson brought into his home and called a person not painted in the same color as he is his own child and raised him as such. I'm not bragging, I'm not boasting because that's a God thing. There's no one in my family that would have done that. We had, we, had, we had first generation family members that wouldn't come to our home. But the reason that is broken is because of a dream. It's because of imagination. It's, it's because being able to put in your mind to be something different. Church, as we go into 2016, I have a dream. My dream is that there would not be any soul within earshot of this church building that wouldn't know Jesus. My dream is that every person that is in your presence during the course of the week, through the story, which, by the way, is being taught in Bible class on Sunday morning in the, in the fellowship hall and another great class in the library, but through God's story would be introduced to Jesus that he who has ears this year would hear the word of God and come to God's kingdom and become a part of God's army. That's what I pray about. That's what I dream about. And that's what I imagine. And if you want to know what will I be working toward in 16, that'll be it. And I'll be inviting you to join me time and time and time again. Church, dream. Dream with all of us. Let's dream together. Let's imagine the awesome things that God can do. And let's get busy. Let's get busy. This morning, if you're not, if you're not spirit-led, if you, you've yet to put Christ on in baptism, don't, don't go another day. Don't be dreaming and imagining things without God's spiritual help. It doesn't make sense. Don't go any further. And if you've gotten away from God, if there's something broken, you know, it's kind of like an old car. If you keep driving an old car broke, it's just going to get more broke. It's not going to fix itself. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Fix it today while we stand and sing.